What is going on, Los Angeles, Southern California, and worldwide on the ESPN app? Scott Kaplan taken to the airwaves on 710 ESPN. What's happening on a Wednesday afternoon? I'll tell you this, first thought on my mind, it was not the first thought on my mind 30 minutes ago. It is the first thought on my mind right now. I am getting very concerned about the NFL season. And you're driving around right now and you're saying, okay, smart guy, why? What's, what's all of a sudden, what's going on here? Like, I'm being really serious. Like, forget about all the talk over the last couple of days about Oakley and a visor and guys saying that they have a hard time bringing in air and they don't want to put themselves in that sort of danger. I'm not talking about that. I was planning today to have on Kevin Demoff, the COO of the Rams. And I've known Kevin a long time, but I sound like Stephen A. Smith. Kevin Demoff is a very good friend of mine. I love the man, but I got to say. No, and so seriously, like I, I, Kevin Demoff, I go a little bit back with Kevin, and, he's a, and I planned on having him on. And the, the conversation I intended to have with him this afternoon was, what is it going to be like? I'm thinking from a financial standpoint that you've got this brand new super stadium with 70,000 seats and you were expecting to sell them all and make a bunch of money. There's going to be a huge, huge loss this year. And I wanted to talk about the business of the NFL and the business of the team. But Kevin sent me a text earlier today and he said, listen, you know, and I'm not going to read it to you. I'm just going to give you the paraphrasing. The paraphrasing was, hey, dude. Um, this is probably not the greatest time for me to come on the air because opining about what's going to happen for the NFL season is just probably not a good place for me to be on local radio on 710. I mean, this is our station, the Ram station. And when I say something on 710 in Los Angeles, it's going to make news. And I'm not saying that that's what he said. I'm paraphrasing for you. I'm exaggerating. This is colorful language here for you. But what I think Kevin's point was, in fact, I know what his point was, it's the same thing that the Dodgers could be dealing with. You know, there are rules, laws in place in Los Angeles County about who who has already had COVID or who's been in touch with somebody who's had COVID. And then if you come in touch with that person, how long you're supposed to quarantine. And very frankly, all of these complicated real life matters as they come back to COVID These things could seriously impact teams in areas where there are laws or rules. And I'm not even sure if these things are laws or if they're just suggested rules. But I'm just telling you that sports teams could be impacted. I mean, look, you think Thousand Oaks is in Ventura County, but SoFi Stadium's in L.A. County. And if there's anything COVID-related that's in the local area, it could impact, say, the Dodgers or the Rams. So, I guess my first thought today was not necessarily purely going to be that the NFL season could find itself in serious jeopardy because the players and the owners, the NFLPA and the actual NFL are just now starting to have, or so it seems, or so it's being reported on, they're just now starting to have these kinds of substantive, public, financial health conversations about we're the players we don't want to play preseason games there's no reason to put me in jeopardy for four more preseason games when i'm going to be breathing and sweating and snotting and everything else on the guy next to me over the course of 16 regular season games so eliminate 
four games for me. And there's talk about that. And then there's talk about testing and how frequently and how often do the owners want to pay for it. And then there's also talk about what if we don't play? How much money do I get paid? What if the season gets interrupted? How much money do I get paid then? There's so much that's happening. But from a local LA standpoint, if you're the Dodgers or you're the Rams and you're reading about if there's COVID and you've been in contact and then you have to quarantine, you could be a player in theory, have a negative test and still have to go away for two weeks. So this is, uh, this is now, I think, becoming more highly reported on and a more serious possibility that the NFL could be the next of all the pro sports leagues to have a public battle about whether or not they're going to get this season going. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. And today, guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So Kevin Damoff was going to join us, and Kevin sent me a text and just said, dude, I don't think today's a very good day for me to be on the radio opining about any of this stuff. And of course, I said, I completely get it, dude. Totally get it. I didn't say things like, hey, by the way, I'm going to recount the entire conversation on the radio. It's just this is stream of consciousness. This is the first thing on my mind. Coming up today, though, Kirk Morrison will be here. Um, I'm going to be curious to hear about what a former player would think about where the state of the NFL is right now. Kirk Morrison will be with us coming up a little bit later on today. This hour, though, this hour, talking about appearing on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, Doug Ellen. Now, that's not a name that the average sports fan might know because you might be thinking to yourself, who he play for? I'm just here to tell you that Doug Ellen was the creator and director of the HBO hit series Entourage. Now, Entourage is done in production. They had season after season, hit show, big movie, the whole thing. But now, the aftermath, it's typical, right? It's like, how many shows have you caught up on during COVID that you hadn't seen? Or maybe you're even re-watching. I got friends that are re-watching Game of Thrones for the third time. You know, uh, you saw Tiger King, where if it wasn't for COVID, you probably wouldn't have seen Tiger King. I still got to see Hamilton. I promise you, there will be a Hamilton review before I get done with this 10-day contract on Friday. Today is day eight. I will see Hamilton. It could be tonight. It may have to be tomorrow, but there will be a review before I get out of here on Friday. So back to where I was, Doug Ellen. Doug Ellen will join us later this hour. He's not a sports superstar. He doesn't play for anybody. But as the creator of Entourage with Mark Wahlberg, he had so many superstars from sports on that show, including, I had to go back into this one and look it up on YouTube. But does anybody remember when LeBron made an appearance on Entourage. I wasn't sure. I was like, gosh, I was researching, and I'm like, all these different guys, from Tom Brady to Russell Wilson to all these big superstars in sports, all made appearances. I didn't remember. Did LeBron ever go on Entourage? And then I found this scene from Entourage. Uh, Bronny, if you could go ahead and, and play this scene. Damon coming? Oh, Jesus. What the hell? Unbelievable. Hey, Maddie. Yeah. What, are you following me? No, no. Pure coincidence. Told you I was going to Cleveland. Uh, you guys know LeBron. Gave up his vacation for the kids. Hey, LeBron. Hey, big fan, man. Big fan. Hey. 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 So did you get the check I sent? <laughs> yeah, I did. Hope it was enough. It wasn't. <laughs> you guys flying uh, private to Italy, huh? Must be nice. 
Yeah? <laughs> Good living. <laughs> and what are you guys doing here? Saving the geese from an untimely death? We're on a charitable mission, John. The jet was donated by Marquis as well as the carbon offset. We're good. Touche. I want a big check from you, Vince. Okay, how big? Well, what are you making this year? 20 million? Ari told me 20 mil. Yeah, give or take. And you only gave 10 Gs? That is a little light, bro. I didn't know it was appropriate. What did you give LeBron? I'll, I'll match it. I gave a million, Vince. Oh. Send a buck 50. Yeah, I was going to say 200, but that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah? It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Done. Good. Yo, yo! <laughs> hey, yo, E! Call Marvin, have him write a check for 150 grand to Matt's charity. Okay. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Matty D. Braun, let's hit it. Let's okay. go. Oh. All good? As good as always, Kenny D. Let's do it. Jimmy Edmonds, JC, let's go. Hey, guys. Right, hey. Later, fellas. Have a safe flight, See you, guys. Best. See you later. All right, there you go. 150 Gs. It's for the kids. All right, 150 Gs for the kids. LeBron James on Entourage gets, gets to a private airport and and is standing there with Matt Damon and the character Vinny Chase is like okay well I'll, you know dude I'll match LeBron gave a million he's like oh man a million bucks really I mean I just gave 10 grand really I got to give a million dollars really 150 grand LeBron tells 150 Matt Damon says I was going to say 200 I mean Matt Damon laughed right at him when he said he gave him 10 grand even Johnny Drama thought it was a little too light so LeBron makes that appearance on Entourage and I think it's pretty interesting today. If you've seen any of the Austin Rivers audio and video of him walking around the NBA bubble and talking about, you see this building right here? This is LeBron. Because I've been seeing these reports about how LeBron is such a guy's guy. You know, he's such a teammate. He's with the guys. I saw a report on one of these Laker websites. It was like, um, yes, according to sources... LeBron did not bring his massage therapist and did not bring his personal chef. In fact, my sources tell me that LeBron is actually walking around the NBA campus with his teammates being one of the guys. That's according to my sources. LeBron is one of the guys. And then Austin Rivers says, you know, see this building right here? See this big, like, three-story building right here? That's LeBron's place. Man, Not I told y'all, everybody keep asking if I seen Braun, man. Y'all know Braun ain't staying where we stand, man. Y'all know LeBron got a, he probably, this this LeBron room right here. This this whole thing, this whole damn building LeBron. And they, they put everybody else over here. Stop asking me that. I know he ain't staying where we stand at. <laughs> this whole damn building is where LeBron's staying at. That is hilarious. I mean, I'm telling you, one report. Sources close to the situation have told me that LeBron is actually just a guy on the team and he just didn't bring his massage therapist. He didn't bring his personal chef. Now, look, I thought the bubble was the bubble and only the people that belonged in the bubble get into the bubble. But maybe, maybe essential worker, massage therapist for LeBron, essential chef for LeBron, essential. I mean, according to these reports now, you know, he didn't bring those those guys. But on the other hand, one gigantic building belongs to LeBron and everybody else is staying over here. So I'm not exactly sure what to believe from what I'm hearing from the NBA bubble. Okay, we're just getting rolling. Got a lot on my mind today. This COVID story of how it could impact the Dodgers. And now I'm telling you the story of talking to Kevin Demoff today and how it could impact the Rams. 
Certainly something that is on my mind that I'm going to get to it. Cover all your bases with Straight Talk Wireless. Get the same networks as big carriers, only pay up to 50% less. Get the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G for just 45 bucks a month, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Okay. Could the Dodgers and the Rams seriously be impacted, not by COVID in their locker room or their clubhouse, I'm talking about just the COVID rules in L.A. County. Let me get to that story. It's top of mind. Don't go anywhere. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Wednesday afternoon, day eight of a 10-day contract. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I'm hearing a little Sammy Hagar, Van Halen, and Brawny complained to me yesterday that I'm a Sammy Hagar Van Halen guy versus a David Lee Roth Van Halen guy. I explained the story yesterday how David Lee Roth now looks like Barry Manilow. That's number one. And number two, he forgot the words to Panama on stage at a concert I was at. So I'm going to stick to my guns on this one here. And I'm going to stay a Sammy Hagar Van Halen guy over a David Lee Roth Van Halen guy. Had nothing to do with what we were about to talk about. But I have to set the record straight because it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Received a message on my phone earlier today. I'm sure you guys get these these push notifications all day like I do, that the Rose Bowl parade has been canceled. And um, that kind of bummed me out, not because I really like make my year every year like, dude, oh my God, the Rose Bowl parade is canceled. What am I going to do? It's just I start putting two and two together, you know? Like if the Rose Bowl parade is canceled, what do you think that means? It probably means that the Rose Bowl parade people think that the actual Rose Bowl game is not going to be played in all likelihood. And even if it is to be played, what are you going to do? Line the streets with people? Hey, I just want to go out and, and watch a float or watch a band. Because, I mean, it's just, you know, COVID year. And I'm going to go out there with a whole bunch of other people. And I'm going to celebrate the Rose Bowl. I mean, I'm starting to think two plus two. Okay, Rose Bowl parade cancels. Chances are Rose Bowl is going to be, you know, a, one of the next victims of all of this. And, and then just add another two, which is college football, which I'm going to talk about as the afternoon goes on. Because yesterday you heard Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC. I say, Mike, what do you think? USC going to play football? Mike says 50-50 at best. At best. That was the, the phrase that caught me. So here's some straight talk presented by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, as the Rose Bowl Parade says, we're going to have to cancel. And by the way, the bummer of it all is that I love parades on TV. Don't ask me why. I don't know. I told you earlier this week, I'm a huge fan of the TV show Family Feud. I'm your man, Steve Harvey. And we got a good one for you. I love Steve Harvey. I love Family Feud. I don't know why I still like game shows and still, for some reason, think I'm going to be a game show host one day. But I also have this weird thing about wanting to be the television host of a parade, and particularly the Rose Bowl parade. Why? I don't know why. Just things are walking by. Bands are walking by. Floats are coming up. Uh, people are giving me stuff to read. I don't know. It sounds exciting. It sounds fun. I like it. So I've never been to the parade. I've watched the parade. I kind of want to broadcast the parade. That, and I'll tell you something else. I'd like to broadcast New Year's Eve, the ball drop, New York City. Me and Anderson Cooper, man. Me and you, Anderson. Me and Anderson Cooper. Forget Andy Cohn. Me and you, Anderson. Let's do a beautiful thing, baby. Okay, it's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Let me talk about what's going on with the Dodgers 
And I didn't know that what I was going to talk about right now would actually potentially impact the Rams. So let me set the story for you. I plan today to have Kevin Demoff on the show. Kevin Demoff is the COO of the Rams. Kevin Demoff's a really good dude. And I thought that we could have a, a, an interesting conversation about what it will be like for an NFL season to go forward, which I think today, more so than ever, it's kind of in question because more so than ever. I mean, everything's in question. But with the players starting to talk about how much will we get paid if we don't play? How much will we get paid if the season is interrupted? Um, what are the safety protocols? All the things that we're starting to hear about publicly it sounds not as nasty, but it sounds a lot like baseball. And the weird thing about it is it sounds like the NFL is flying by the seat of their pants. And maybe they did do that for the draft, which turned out better than the regular draft usually is. Um, but this thing is about people's health and, and you, the players' concerns. And so look, so Kevin Demoff sends me a text. He texts me this morning and said, hey, look, I can't come on the air. It's just for me to opine on these sorts of issues about whether or not we're going to play, how much does the, the, the L.A. market impact? Forget NFL, forget traveling to other states. What about the home market? How much does that play into um, our ability to practice and to play. And again, I didn't think about this from a Rams perspective because I had been reading about it from a Dodger perspective. Here's the story headline. L.A. County's COVID-19 quarantine rule could put Dodgers at disadvantage. Okay, so here's the story. L.A. County, the law now stipulates, they say, they say that people who come in close contact with someone with COVID-19 must quarantine for 14 days even if they don't test positive. So imagine this. Imagine you're Mookie Betts and you happen to come in contact with someone who was in close contact. You've come in close contact with someone who has COVID. You've got to quarantine now for 14 days. So th this is LA. This is not everywhere else. So the Dodgers... And the Rams, even though the Rams practice facility, Thousand Oaks, Ventura County, they both have to be considerate of what happens if one of our players has a negative test, but he has come in contact with somebody who had it, and therefore he's got to go be quarantined for 14 days because that's the law in L.A. It's not necessarily the law in other places. So this now becomes about different local municipality laws and how those laws can impact professional sports teams going forward. And Dave Roberts has been quoted as saying, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of worried about it a little bit. You know, we're trying not to make a big deal out of it, but because we understand that it's different city to city, county to county, state to state. But, you know, when you're tracing and you're trying to find out, oh my goodness, this person has it, and oh my gosh, I came in contact with this person. Well, even though I'm negative, I can't possibly come into the clubhouse and, and maybe spread it around, but I'm negative, but I was in contact. I got to go away for 14 days. This is a very, very real concern for Major League Baseball teams. In particular, obviously, I'm talking about the Dodgers, and it's a big concern now for the Rams when I wasn't even thinking about it from a Rams perspective. But here's a guy like Kevin Demoff who's a really smart guy and an excellent representative of his organization, and I planned on having a talk with him about a lot of other stuff. He's saying, dude, I don't want to come on and opine about this 
and get in the way as we're all trying to figure out from an NFL and from a franchise standpoint, but as the team of L.A., how do the L.A. laws impact the Rams and, in this case, the Dodgers? It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. A lot coming up today relating to to what we're talking about. Not just, I want to just say this, not just NBA bubble or NFL trying to figure it out or the Dodgers having their practices. I'm talking about keep going. Keep peeling away the layers to the onion, man. It goes down to college, Mike Bone, USC yesterday, 50-50 at best. You see a lot of reporting about what's going to be the future of high school fall sports. What will happen if high school football gets canceled or is it just being postponed? I'm telling you, it just keeps filtering its way down. That's straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise, and that's straight talk. You know, we have another full weekend of golf ahead of us. And even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash prizes don't have to be just for the winners, man. I'm telling you, you can add to the excitement with DraftKings. You can be the winner. It's the leader in daily fantasy sports. That's DraftKings. They are putting you in the center of the action with a free shot at $1 million. That's the top prize with your first deposit. A million bucks, man million bucks for playing daily fantasy sports it's so easy to play just pick six golfers stay under the salary cap and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off on thursday then sit back and follow the action this is probably a good weekend to be watching golf i mean i I suppose if you're watching any sports like i happen to have espn on right now in my studio and i'm watching european soccer like italian soccer there's nobody in the stadium there's no ambient background noise it's just a soccer game on tv and i'm watching well this weekend is the memorial and tiger woods is coming back to play so i suppose If you're going to do this, I mean, if you're going to get down with DraftKings, this would be the weekend to do it. You know, the more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. You know what I'm saying? Rack up the points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code BRISTOL during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at $1 million. That's the top prize. The code is BRISTOL, and you can get a free shot at $1 million with DraftKings. It's a minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Okay, right around the corner, Doug Ellen is going to join us. Doug Ellen was the creator and director of the hit series Entourage on HBO. He had so many huge sports stars on that show. And now, all these years later, after the production ended and the movie came out, there is a podcast that is just blowing up because there are so many young people that are just catching up to the TV show Entourage. I'm going to talk to Doug Ellen about that coming up shortly. I'm going to introduce the fellas. I mean, Bergman's coming up. Don't turn your dial. Brawny's on the way. Let's just say hello, good afternoon, and get things kicked off. We are officially underway. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, day eight of a 10-day contract. I'm actually glad we've made it this far at least. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance and guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Doug Ellen is the creator and director, producer, writer from the HBO hit series Entourage. I'm going in a different direction today. You're going to have to you're going to have to work with me here. You're going to have to trust me on this. You know, not everybody's a sports superstar, not everybody's covering a sport. Not everybody's involved, you know, not everybody's Jerry West or Stephen A Smith or Mike Bone or you know, John Clayton. I mean, you got to work with me here. I think it's going to be real interesting to talk to Doug Ellen and hear him talk about having Kobe Bryant 
on Entourage, having LeBron James on the show, Tom Brady, and having this new podcast that is completely blown up around the show because more young people are finding out about it now. So we'll talk to Doug Allen coming up in just a couple of minutes. Let me say hello. Good afternoon to my colleagues scattered around Los Angeles. Start with Greg Bergman. Hello, Bergman. How are you? What's going on, Scott? You having a good day so far? Okay. I'm glad you asked me because if you want to know the truth, not really. Why is that? Okay, listen to me. First of all, let me just say something. I'm like the most ultra-positive person you're ever going to meet, okay? I've noticed. I am like a walking cheerleader. I think everything is great, okay? But I will tell you, the hardest job on the planet is being a parent, okay? I got four kids. One just took off for college. Three are here in my house. The thing is, is that when you leave your house and you go to work, it's kind of your escape. Things happen at the house that you're at work you can't control. When you're now working inside the house, craziness ensues. For me, yesterday, my 20-year-old son lost the only key he has to his car. And while we're on the air, while we were on the air yesterday, I could hear in my background total destruction of my house. Couches were being picked up and thrown. Mattresses were being picked up and thrown. I could hear all of this happening in the background, and I'm trying to concentrate on whatever it was that I was rambling about yesterday. I get off the air. I go to my son. I said, what are you doing, man? He's like, I can't find this key. I go, you've spent the last three and a half hours trying to find this key. I'll find this key in five minutes. And lo and behold, every mom and dad out there can feel me on this. Within five minutes, I backtracked. Where were you? What were you wearing? Where are those clothes? There's the key. For three hours, this guy threw couches while I'm on the air. And I found the key in five minutes. So when you ask me how I'm doing, I'm still trying to breathe that one out, man. Can you feel me? Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, my kids aren't 20. They're eight years old, and they lose everything, and we do the exact same thing. Just a little bit different when they're a 20-year-old, as long as he's not going around right now and throwing everything everywhere. No, but then he said to me, he goes, Dad, um, can I ride your e-bike? And I'm like, no, I don't want you to ride my e-bike because I love my e-bike, and I just don't trust you with it. And lo and behold, the second I come on the air, I'm like, yo, what's up? 710, hey, Kaplan in the house. As soon as I come on the air, I hear the garage door close. I go out at a commercial break, bikes are gone. <laughs> he took the e-bike anyway? He took the e-bike. And he put his buddy on my girlfriend's e-bike. Oh, so it's a good thing that he really pays attention to what you say to him. It's, it's hard to have a 20-year-old child because when you hear me say child, you think young man. I'm telling you, this guy's 12 years old. Oh, man. Do you better hope that he's not listening right now? <laughs> oh, dude, I put this dude right in a headlock and put him down, even though he's got me by two <laughs> inches and probably 30 pounds. Brawny, um, this is parenting 20 years ahead for you, pal. I know you're not sleeping tonight. You got that little cute baby that sleeps on you, and that's probably the only time she sleeps. How are we doing today, Brawny? Uh, d doing okay. She decided to you know, go to sleep at 9 p.m., which isn't bad, but then she woke up at 1 in the morning and then again at like 4, so... Um, but th th thank you for the 20 year look ahead for me. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. It's uh, when you have a 20 year old who's a 12 year old, 20 year old body, 12 year old brain. I'm telling you, it's tough, man. It really is. Well, yeah, I'm just worried. I like I is it going to be worse because I have a girl? Well, I got three of those, too. And that's a whole different thing. That's a whole different drama, pal. Let me yeah. tell you. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you about that, actually, because I my daughters are eight years old and they're getting close to being in to that teenage double digit time how did you handle that because i am terrified of the, so, of the teen years so let me just say this um it is 
for most guys, dads, can you work with me here? We as guys, we as men, we are not wired for this. We are not wired to deal with the issues of teenage girl drama. We are not wired to handle this. We try and be as compassionate and as loving and as supportive. And I go to my shrink and she says to me, listen, you got to validate their feelings. And that's how you have to work with. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not wired for this. I'm telling you, listen, even parents right now who have to be thinking to themselves in all seriousness, oh my God, LA County and the LA school district, the largest in the state of California has said school will not happen K through 12, at least through the remainder of this year. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to get together with the new normal. I'm trying to learn how to use zoom for every meeting. And now you're telling me my kids are going to be home. It is, it is hard. That's all I'm trying to say. We are living together right now. These are hard times, daddy. That's all I'm saying to you. Have they brought home a a boy yet? Oh, dude. Oh, this all starts in ninth grade. Forget <laughs> it. Oh, girl drama, boy drama, boyfriend drama, transfer me to another school. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, it's just, it is guys like me in particular. I can just tell you this. Guys who want to work hard and they're ambitious and they're hungry and they're busy and they're trying to keep up. I'm telling you, we're not wired for stuff like this. No. Are you the shotgun dad or are you the like, hey, come on in and let's be buddies, dad? Um, I'm probably the keep your enemies close. Come on in. Let's be buddies, dad. All right. I think that's probably the best way to go, but I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be the shotgun dad. I got you. Hey, did you, Bergman, mm -hmm. decide yesterday to take the lead and start making calls to get Vin Scully on this show before my 10-day contract is up so that I can discuss with Mr. Scully your tattoo on your forearm that most people yesterday thought was a cool tribute, whereas some of us thought it was ridiculous. I kind of decided that I don't want to know what Vin Scully thinks of it because if he doesn't like it, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm, it's going to be a very bad situation for me, so I didn't. Did Alex get a chance to start doing that, though? I, I Let me talk to my man, Grande Alejandro Padilla, representing the 805 Oxnard in the house. I will talk to Alex and see if Alex can start making calls to try and get Vin Scully. Won't, it, it probably would be better coming from, from us than you, frankly. I mean, because it's, it's really just about your forearm. And if Vin Scully says he thinks it's stupid, you've already agreed that you're going to get it removed. Oh, I have not agreed to anything. I just I have to think about it. I, that is a... If he says no, I, it, the thought process behind having to go and actually get it, and it hurts. I mean, like, a, it's supposed to be the uh, the laser treatment that you get to take it off is supposed to hurt more than the actual tattoo itself. Well, I will tell you this. I'll make things easy for you. If Vin Scully doesn't like your tattoo and thinks it's stupid, and you agree to get it removed, I will find a tattoo removal specialist and I will get them to work with this radio station and they will take that tattoo off as part of your endorsement deal. Hi, I'm Greg Bergman. Here's what I did. I got drunk with a girl. I was not drunk. You said you were drinking. I, yes, I was drinking. I was not drunk. Okay, well, I mean, your, your, your senses Inebriated. were impaired in some way. Sure. Okay. Hi, I'm Greg Bergman. One night I went out, I drank with this girl. And to impress her, I sat down in a tattoo parlor to get a tattoo. I didn't want it. I didn't need it. I didn't know what to get. So at the last second, thanks to the alcohol, I thought, what should I do? Vin Scully's my childhood hero. I had his autograph tattooed on my forearm. But you know what? I've talked to Vin Scully about it. 
He thinks it's pretty stupid. So now I'm getting it removed thanks to Tattoo Removal Place XYZ in Beverly Hills. They're great. Call them 310. Here's their number. Let's do a beautiful thing. If you've got disgusting tattoos or tattoos that Vin Scully doesn't like, you should go to the same place. I mean, this is what I'm going to do for you. Wow, that was a really strong read for all that. You should absolutely get one of those. <laughs> that is impromptu. That. Yeah, that is an impromptu performance, just so you know. I'm well, just hoping that Vin's going to like it. That's all. He's going to be like, oh, well, that's great. He's going to be real compassionate about it. It's going to be a beautiful thing. He's going to see it as a tribute. Okay. Well, well, if that's the case, then good. You can rock it proudly for life, which all I think it. you should do. There you go. All right, coming up, Doug Allen. He was the producer, writer, creator, director of the HBO hit series Entourage. He's got a big-time podcast now that is just blowing up all about the show with the characters from the show. They're not in character. They're in their real-life names. But Doug Ellen's going to tell us about that on the way. Hey, it isn't game day but you can still feast like it is. Meet Church's new five-buck campfire smokehouse chicken, our fan favorite with a new campfire flavor, plus mashed potatoes and a biscuit. Church's bringing that down-home flavor. Offer validate. Gosh, darn it, I was so close. Offer valid at participating locations. Doug Allen is next. What was it like when Kobe was on Entourage? What was it like when LeBron was there? Doug Allen coming up on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. What is going on Monday afternoon? Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Got a lot I want to get to today. That was pretty interesting earlier in the week. We were talking about LeBron James choosing not to put on the back of his jersey any of the social justice messages that the NBA had put out. And I think they put out nearly 30 different messages and some players are saying, well, I'm going to use this phrase. Like Alex Caruso, he's the only white guy in the Lakers, and he's putting out there Black Lives Matter. And I got to tell you something. I actually respect the heck out of the guy for doing it because that's the one that if you're a white player and you want to say, I support you, I support equality, I know we've got a problem in America, and as a white guy, I want to be part of the solution, that's the one I think you use. You know, um, some of these uh, some of these these messages, though, you know, don't seem to be strong enough for some people. We put on uh, we put on the other day. We said, well, what would you use? And I said, I'd put on the back of my jersey peace. And everybody said, well, that's you know, you're getting criticized on Twitter. Like, oh, right, Mr. White guy. You don't want to put something controversial. You just want to put something soft. So you worry like, oh, man. So what's going to happen here? Um, are, am I going to get criticized? Am I going to get caught up in some political battle? See, to me, if I would have been the NBA, and by the way, Bronny, you can go ahead and call Doug Allen now because he's calling me on my cell phone. Um, if it were me and I were the NBA, I got to be honest with you. I would have just said, everybody wear your name. That's it. Because we're getting it now. It's, it's, it's all going to get turned into a much bigger story. This guy's white. He's wearing Black Lives Matter. This guy's black. Okay, like Jimmy Butler says, hey, I don't want to wear anything on the back of my jersey. I don't want to wear any name. Or then you got Anthony Davis who says, my name's really important. So I'm going to get deeper into that part of the story later as the afternoon goes on. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. And we're being brought to you by Pennzoil Synthetic Motor Oils, made from natural gas. And Doug Ellen, the longtime creator, producer, director, writer of the hit series Entourage, is about to join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Here he is. Here's Doug Ellen on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Hey, Doug. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. How are you? 
good. My phone did not ring. I missed the call. What's going on? I said that you were probably driving around somewhere and that, you know, you could be in a place where maybe you don't get great service. Where are you today? I am right now in Pasadena. Uh, but a service should be What's going on? Talk to me. Well, you say service should be good. You're breaking a little bit. What You're in Pasadena. No Rose Bowl parade. Did you hear about that today? I did not. I did not. Every day it's something else gone, huh? It is. It is, it is literally, this has been the weirdest year, and it is. It's like every day something else. Like, for example, I mean, do you think, you think there'll be NFL football this year? No, I don't. I don't think there's going to be any sports, um, but I'm, hope, I'm hoping there is somehow. I hope. All right, you're a basketball fan, grew up a Knicks fan, come out to L.A., you get to work around a lot of big stars and go to Laker games. I know you follow the Lakers. You think, you think the NBA will be able to start and finish this, this bubble season? I, don't, I just don't see how, but, um, again, I'm, I was so excited for this season and, you know, to really see Kawhi and LeBron go at it in the playoffs. But um, I don't see how they're going to do it. I don't see how they keep the coaches and the older people safe, but I, I hope it works out. I just, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I, I, everybody is so hopeful that sports can come back, and yet we're all talking, Doug, about sports coming back, and yet everything else seems to be shutting down. Yep. Yep. So um, they're going to take every precaution they can, I guess, but it's just if one person gets really sick, that'll be the end of it. So. Yeah. Um, let's hope that doesn't happen. That's exactly right. Doug Ellen was the creator of the HBO hit series Entourage. And I want to talk to you, Doug, about your podcast because so many younger people are now catching up to Entourage. They may have missed it five, six, ten years ago, but they're, they're catching up to it now. But before I get there, I'm curious. You had so many interesting people on that show. Earlier today, I played the, um, the cameo from LeBron where he shows up with Matt Damon with Matt to give Vince a hard time about not donating enough, donating enough money to a charity. How did LeBron at that time, how did that all come to be? I got a call. They said, uh, forget who called me, and they said LeBron loved the show and would love to be on it. And obviously the answer was then he's on it. You know? So... <laughs> Within, uh, within a week, uh, he flew out to L.A., and um, we got him on, which was amazing, obviously. So um, it was very cool. You know, we would get a lot of stuff like that as the show went on, uh, which, which made it a lot of fun and also gave us a, a good chance to make it more realistic because that kind of is how it was when we did the Entourage movie and, you know, I was going over to Mark Wahlberg's house to screen it. I walk in and Kevin Durant's just sitting there. I'm like, oh, he's going to watch it too. And then, you know, we screened it, I think, with Steph Curry and, uh, and Bill Simmons. So that's just kind of the normal life uh, that these guys lead. So we, it gave us a lot of authenticity. At what point in the entourage development do sports figures start contacting you guys that they want to get in? Is it is it literally season you know, like after season one? It was sometime during season two. Really, like the A list actors were always hard to get. The sports figures, which we've now seen over the last fifteen years, they all want to act too. So for them and because they they the lifestyle was something they could relate to they really the show hit them so we would start getting calls from all of these great athletes which i really did try to put any of them that called on because i'm a such a big sports guy and admire what they do so it was nice to be able to do that 
Doug Ellen is the creator of Entourage. He's on with Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. So go back to that LeBron scene for a moment. Um, I'm try- Do you have any idea off the top of your head what year that was and who he was playing for at the time? He's playing for Cleveland for sure. It's right, it's right before the decision. Um, it's probably, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong year because you go crazy now, but it's got to be uh, 2009, 10 maybe, I'm what's, guessing. What, what's so, I hate to use this word, what's so cute, if you will, about the scene is that LeBron is so much younger looking back then without the beard, you know? And, and yeah. he's kind of, and he, he kind of just looks like, well, he's like 25 year old LeBron, you know? And, um, and what I loved about the scene was when, when Vinny Chase and Johnny Drama get out of the car and LeBron shows up with Matt Damon, the guys, Vinny and Drama, are both excited to meet LeBron, but there's yeah. sort of a standoffish kind of, of embrace. They're not, hugging it out like bro hug they're like shaking hands but not even a good strong handshake it seemed to me was all of that did i get that right as your viewer that there was this cold standoff because we ultimately find out they're pissed at vinny you you know what we're yeah they gave him the standoff right i mean yeah yeah, that would make sense i mean to be honest with you as as you said we're doing this victory the podcast where we kind of look back at the show yeah so I, I've been re-watching it, but I'm not even up to that, so I don't totally remember. But, yeah, now that you say that, that's what makes sense. They they wanted Vince to donate to a charity, so they would have given him that kind of attitude until he wrote a check. So that was definitely definitely the purpose behind it, yeah. Well, were scenes like that written, or were scenes like that just improv I mean, those are written. Every word carefully written, and lots of time and effort went into it. You know, that Matt Damon scene, especially the whole episode... You know, Matt said he'll do the show, but we got to find a way to put his charity into it. So it really is a half hour homage to his charity and try to get the word out for his charity, but doing it in a funny way. And, you know, as you know, seeing Matt over the years and Kimmel stuff that he does, he's he's willing to be very funny about himself and self-deprecating. So but that whole thing was about his charity and getting the word out about it and doing it in a realistic way, because you do find celebrities have their causes and they want you to support them and it makes sense so when they see a big movie star like vince they want him to write a proper check right Ten thousand wasn't getting it done lebron gave a million and they settled on one hundred and fifty thousand. although matt damon thought vinny should have given 200 grand at least <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're talking to doug ellen he's the creator of the hbo hit series entourage he's now got a really hot podcast called victory so one more time though the lebron stuff was great tell me about the time that you guys had kobe on entourage we did not have kobe although he was there because we shot uh at the staples center so we were talking to him before the game some of the guys i forget exactly the story but jerry and kevin had some bet with him and he hit the shot or he missed the shot i think and had to get a hundred dollars from the locker room or something i don't remember the exact details but we were lucky enough to get to talk to Kobe a little bit. He was a fan of the show. We were obviously fans of his. I had a, a German Shepherd. <laughs> I named after Kobe his rookie year because I loved him so much right out of the gate. And, um, you know, we were lucky enough to get a little bit of time with him, but he was never actually on the show. Although we talked about it, and I had some texting with him where we were talking about how we could possibly get him on the show. But I think Kobe really, he was one of those guys when he was playing basketball, and it would be interesting to see him today because he did so much after basketball, but he was focused. He was like, I'm doing basketball. I'm not here to do anything else. 
and in the future I'll, I'll do the other things. And obviously he won an Oscar after. It's tragic that he didn't get a chance to do that second stage of his life and would have been amazing to see what he would have done, you know? Yeah, I saw the, uh, the tweet from Jerry Ferrara where he said he didn't really remember too much of the last encounter, and then he asked Kevin Connolly to kind of help him out, and he actually put those um, text messages out on Twitter. So, you know, I was thinking to myself also, like, gosh, I don't really remember Kobe, but, but now that you're clarifying the story, I'm understanding the text and the tweets a little bit better. Uh, of all the pro athletes that ever came on Entourage, who would you say that you became closest to now in real life? I mean, probably, I hate to say anybody, but Russell Wilson's a good friend of mine, and Mark Deshera, David Deal. Um, I wouldn't call Tom Brady a good friend, but he's certainly uh, been a, a good advocate of mine and, and been responsive if I've, if I've needed him and came back for the movie. But Russell, Deal, and, um, and Deshera are, are good friends and, and good people. But honestly, everyone we had, whether it was Mickelson or I don't want to leave anyone out, Mike Tyson, who I ended up doing a pilot for HBO with, um, you know, a, a lot of good friendships with a lot of them. And as I said, you know, uh, they were kind of respect what we do and like it. And I admire and always wanted to do what they do. So uh, it, it was great to be able to, to get those guys. Doug Allen on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. He's the creator of the HBO hit series Entourage. Okay, so here we are now in the world of podcasting where there are literally millions of podcasts out there, but you can use a podcast today to be a great promotional vehicle for a product, a service, a show, whatever. What is the genesis of you and the cast of Entourage saying, let's get together, let's use that Johnny drama line, victory! What, what, what put you guys together to start doing this podcast, which has immediately like rocketed up the charts? Well, to be honest with you, People have asked me to do a podcast for almost seven years. I really didn't understand it. Uh, I, I hate myself for not getting it earlier. I always, I came out to Hollywood. I started as a stand-up comic. And I always wanted to have a radio show, a talk show, something like that. And I didn't really understand the podcast. So when Kevin Dillon said, you know, let's let's try to cut through the clutter and have a little angle to it rather than, you know, what everybody else does and just, oh, hopefully we're funny and people find it. You know, we, we kind of took that angle. And the truth is now it just feels like we're talking about everything from sports to life, et cetera. And it feels like just hanging out with your best friends, which is kind of what the show was. So rather than being an entourage podcast, it really is, you know, a friendship podcast with some entourage elements. So that was the impetus of it. And, you know, we have done no advertising, so to see it, growing and seeing people really responding to it obviously is very satisfying but i enjoy it unlike sitting in a room writing by myself all the time which was never my favorite thing mm -hmm. this is really it's fun so uh it, it's been a good time the podcast is called victory it's doug allen and the dudes from entourage it's awesome by the way um you can follow doug who has an incredible instagram account because um, he posts a lot of this kind of stuff, which will give you, you know, ways to find it. Doug, it is great to talk to you. Thank you for the time today. Be careful out there driving. Stay healthy, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks. Be good. All right, back to you. Doug Ellen, the creator of Entourage on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. That's giving you straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract and no compromise. Thank you, Doug. Isn't that funny how many guys, everybody wants to do what everybody else does, right? Like, 
you're a stand-up comedian and you really want to be a basketball player. You're a basketball player and you really want to be an actor. You know, you become a, a writer, producer, but you really want to have a radio talk show. Oh, and by the way, all these years later, like I didn't get podcasting. People have been asking me to do podcasts for seven years. That's what he said. And I didn't get it. By the way, I'm raising my hand too. Me neither. I didn't get it for the longest time. I mean, I started a podcast a couple of years ago and I, true story, totally true story. Dick Emberg was 81 years old. This is before he died. 81 years old. And he told me about his podcast. And I said, well, Dick, how do I listen to it? And he said, I don't know. And I said, well, do you make any money with it? And he said, not yet. And I thought to myself, if my 81-year-old friend has a podcast, I better hurry up and get a podcast. Thank you, Doug Ellen. Appreciate you, pal. All right, coming up. What is going to happen now with college football? Mike Bone said here yesterday on 710, USC, 50-50 at best. Let me talk about what's going to happen with college football next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.